Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 30 of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. I am T.C. Fontaine. Uh, my co-host, Malik Ricks, man. Uh, What's up? We got some we got some guests back in the building, some uh, some repeat guests, uh, uh, as you guys may have known for the probably good handful of the last five or so episodes, man. Uh, wreak Havoc uh, from the Havoc Hour. And then my boy Zay uh, at trying to be famous, uh, trying to underscore be underscore famous at uh, on Twitter, man. Uh, damn, I lost my train of thought for a second. Uh, how y'all doing though, man? <laughs> What's up, man? man? I'm cool, man. Just getting off work. Reek. You know what I'm saying? I didn't at know Reek worked at a hospital. Are you yeah. working in a hospital? Yeah. Uh, hey, I don't got do nothing. I don't got do nothing clinical though. I just clean up stuff. But even then, it's like, oh okay. Hey. Big ups to Fine. you, Reek. Right. Big ups to you. At least you yeah, still, man. at least you still can go to work, man. But yeah, I'm on day seven of quarantine. I got nothing to do but stay home. <laughs> that's, that's what, what we doing. doing. Staying home, watching wrestling, man. But, uh, oh man, this is uh, it's starting to get to me though, man. I'm really like, I'm ready to go outside. Like, I want to do regular <laughs> things that I I do all the time. Like. I'm getting tired of working from home already. Right. I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. I ain't really did much of anything, like, work-wise uh, the last, like, two days. I've been doing a lot of schoolwork, been a lot of a lot of podcasts, content planning. So, it's a good time to catch up on stuff, though. So That's why they don't let people work from home. They don't do nothing. True. <laughs> Man, the last day constructive I did was went grocery shopping last week. <laughs> I, ain't, yeah. I ain't shaved, got a line up, nothing. Man, I ain't, I ain't. Look, I'm, I'm out here wolfing, so I feel you. But uh, man, uh, WrestleMania is next week. Uh, me and Malik uh talked about WrestleMania a little bit before, so unfortunately, uh, I'm sorry y'all can't uh contribute to the WrestleMania conversation. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but Reek, Reek, he 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 real like like he a real like member of the show at this point like he he's a starting to be. So he, I I spoke on Mania last week. That that's about as deep as I can give it to y'all for real. Really, man. Pause. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, we are gonna talk about uh, the dark side of the ring uh, documentary series on Vice. Uh, we just gonna kick it off with that. Uh, season premiere was uh, last night, uh, and it covered probably probably the most notorious story in wrestling history, uh, Chris Benoit. Uh, it was it was tough, man. It was it was a tough watch. Um, a lot of stuff I didn't know about about this story, uh, and I've I've been kind of damn near a scholar in regards to it over the last 13 years and I still just learn new details about it recently. Um how did y'all how did y'all feel about the documentary uh first off and uh do you think this changes your does this change your opinion on uh what happened or how do y'all how, how do y'all feel about that? Whoever want to go first. Uh for me it makes me Weirdly, just wish he had got some help at some point. Like, to kill two people then just stay in the house. Like, you completely lost your mind at that point. And then, like, the fact that when he killed himself, that he made sure to, like, not harm himself too much. It was kind of like, 
he kind of knew what he was doing, but at that point, he had just left. Yeah, you know, you're trying to break your neck peacefully. Like, you're going to be dead anyway. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, right. Yeah, just, just the fact he was able to just sit in the house and, and go on Google and just get drunk and just out of his mind. Like, I don't know. Like, you know I what know I thought when I heard that? Running through his head. What up? I instantly thought about New Jack when he was on that rant about Chris Benoit. And he was like, you Google said it again, so you won't hurt yourself. Like, in case something went bad. I, I remember that, like, vividly out of that rant. And so when I seen that, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got New Jack uh, episode next week. Ooh, can't wait. Can't wait for that Let's one. Go. Man, how, how you feel about it, Reed? How you feel about it, Reed? So I have some time to think about it while I'm working. I'm going to go in a little different direction with this, right? For me, one thing I'm looking at a lot more now is this lack of, almost a lack of accountability that WWE had when it came to taking care of their talent. Because this ain't even the first time we heard of this whole thing about, you know, a lack of wellness policy or, you know, a, a failure to make sure that everyone is taking care of themselves properly. And the thing that really stuck out, especially in part two, was like the doctor was talking about how, you know, they found all this testosterone in his system. Clearly, he was taking steroids. But not one time has this man ever been flagged for a wellness violation, even after he died. So it's like, what, what, what was really the wellness policy beforehand? What, was, what were you really doing to check on these people? And right. it's like, on top of that, you look at Eddie, too, because he was taking steroids and everything like that. We, we all talk about how he battled through addiction and beat that, you know, drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. But what about PEDs? You know, a lot of things I, I looked at lately, I go back and I look at Raw and SmackDown from 04 to 05 and stuff like that. Those last couple months before he died, like, he was cut up beyond belief. You yeah, know what I'm was. saying? And it's like, if, you, if you're supposed to be looking out for your biggest commodity, your talent, you're not noticing that one of your more prominent guys has a completely different physique now, especially Vince, a dude that be busting his nut every time you see Bobby Lashley or Chris <laughs> Masters. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, you don't notice that? And so I'm bringing that up because it's like, for me, like the biggest thing that I think that turned this whole thing from another sad story in the business to a real tragedy was Eddie dying. Because it's like, you know, everything, you know, Chris might've been doomed from the jump, no matter what, because his lifestyle, the, the, the steroids, everything like that, the way he wrestled, you know what I'm saying? So all of that might've done him in anyway, although Ric Flair is still alive here in 2020. So don't quote me on that. But it's like all of that madness and stuff like that was driven by grief at the end of the day. You know, we just, they painted this picture of a guy that ultimately just did not want to live life without someone that he loved more than anyone on the earth. And in fact, I believe now more than his wife and kids at this point. Right. Right. Like this is, this is going to sound crazy for me to say, but David, I'm going to say it. If Nancy Benoit passed away in 2005 instead of Eddie Guerrero, that man might still be alive today. Truthfully. Yeah, uh, that's a very valid point to me. Yeah, just because a lot of the stuff, uh, the stories you hear from Chavo, you heard from Vicky Guerrero in a documentary where they they talk about how he just kind of wasn't ever the same again. And um, it, I I do think some some accountability does kind of go back to WWE because there was no wellness policy until Eddie Guerrero passed away. 
Eddie Guerrero dying led them to institute the wellness policy, I want to say like four or five months afterwards. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know what they were really doing. Um, as far as that, I can't really recall anybody getting suspended between the time of it being implemented and the, ne the next 15 months or so afterwards that the Benoit tragedy happened. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I just, Masters was the only one. Yeah, I think that's yeah, the only one that comes yeah. to mind. And that that was that was a sh <laughs> obviously, uh, but <laughs> but um, it wasn't until Benoit passed where it's just like everybody started getting nabbed for for steroids. They had the the uh, Sports Illustrated uh, investigation. I don't know if y'all remember that one. That was about mm -hmm. three yep. months three months after the Benoit tragedy, and it just suspended like a good handful of people for thirty days. Um, you know, that was like you know. Ken Kennedy got nabbed. Uh, Edge. Edge, John Morrison, uh, Booker T, and he ended up leaving the company for a couple years after that. Uh, so they, they they got a lot of people um, in that. And I think, the you know, it, it sucks that it took this tragedy to occur for them to somewhat take it seriously. And I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if they're really taking it seriously even now to this day. You look at a lot of guys currently on the roster, like like gender, for instance, um, Rock, you know, facts. Those, those guys. And I'm not not to say that they they are, but are they or are they not? You you can't it's say, but it's because the bottom line got affected. Like you know, Jericho said it towards the end. It's like he almost destroyed the, the, the profession, almost destroyed the sport. Yeah, the business. media will look for this, any little groove to jump through anytime a tragedy happens. So it's like, with something like this, that was so serious, it's like it almost destroyed pro wrestling as we know it. So it's like- Try to catch John Cena slipping on CNN. Yep. When you see that happen and your bottom line get affected, this is uh, some of the people's livelihood. So when that happens, like, okay, now we got to put all these measures in place to make sure that, you know, this. it's almost like, which the makes sense why they would distance themselves so hard too, because it's exactly. like yo, it almost really fucked up everything. Yeah, it's almost like that that steroid scandal like back in like the eighties and stuff like that. Yeah, when Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and like they Lex Luger a lot out of that too at WrestleMania, right? Oh yeah, events. Yeah, I remember that. All of a sudden, they move away from these big juice heads to you know Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, all these guys that can wrestle great, but they're not huge. Yeah, like this the little things you look for to try and. And, and they was on drugs too. Like Shawn Michaels got nabbed oh, for steroids yeah. at one point. Like Brad, Brad Hart has is, is been open Shawn about Shawn Michaels did not take use. steroids, is what he said. <laughs> that, he said yeah. he wouldn't do it. <laughs> it was something. It yeah, was something. Know. We know. We know it was pills. We know. We know he was popping the pills back in the day. Oh man, yeah. he was wild. Yeah. Wild yeah. boy. Yeah. So uh, I, I do. I do think like. A lot of people aren't into the to the drugs and the party scenes no more. Like people just be playing their video games and, and just doing anything nowadays. So uh, and they the tide care is more about the business. Oh, uh, absolutely. A lot more. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot more passion uh, behind it because, and it, and it was ironically because of the people in the past who they looked up to. Like they looked at them as superheroes and they wanted to be like them, and so that's where their passion came from. There wasn't there wasn't any passion for those previously other than. The passion of the money, so right. So uh, we were talking about this earlier, and I was saying how the way to me the wrestling and the matches and everything is just so much better because 
these guys are all looking to just make the the sport better rather with the matches with guys wanted just to have great matches rather than just be put over you know because today you could live in a world of wrestling without being the top guy if you have a great match i.e ricochet you know mustafa ali uh you know just a, you know a few names um chris jericho you know what i mean like even guys like that where it's like chris jericho's been wrestling for over 20 20 some years now and he's still somehow relevant because he's putting on great matches and he's super entertaining. Like we don't need the big juice heads, muscle, muscle guys anymore. So I think that take a little bit of pressure off everybody trying to do all that. And, you know, it, it, it's just a love. Like when I'm watching this documentary, it had me feel every single emotion you could probably feel because coming from a person who lost a parent at an early age, you know, I lost my mom at 13. That was just the world crushed for me. I could just imagine David Benoit and his other daughter um, that, you know, your dad is somebody in the, the mainstream and he killed his wife, you know, somebody they considered a mom, they brother, you know what I mean? Like, I could just imagine. So, like, the whole time watching this, I really felt for his kids way more than I really felt for him. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of hard to have any type of feelings about Chris Benoit at this point because of, you know, like, it's just to hear what he, like, I, I forgot that he had them in the house for two days, you know what I mean? While he right. Just, I didn't like, know I, that. That he, was crazy. I didn't know he tied her up with duct tape and then strangled oh, her man. with a telephone cord, breaking oh, her back man. in the process. Like, I didn't know all yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's not to make a joke, though, but you would almost think he used his finisher on her. Like, that's really the first thing that's, that's I thought actually, of. When I that's heard actually that. what I thought of, like, initially when I first heard it. Like, he just hit both of them with the with a crossface or STF, just like a type of chill code. Yeah, bro, like, yeah, that was, uh, I don't know, man, like, it, it's, it's so sad, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it really, it really took down the sport of wrestling for a while because the quality became so, like, we, we really wasn't messing with the quality because we were used to a certain style, but now it's like, let's protect our guys. They and went now, PG like six months later. Yeah, and now it's getting mm-hmm. to the point where they are protecting their guys to like the, the 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 peak, but it's getting back to that entertainment that we love. You know what I mean? So it only took like a decade and a half, damn near, <laughs> to yeah, really yeah. to really get it. You know, kind of in motion. So uh, shout out to the Indies for that. Also, I also, think right. I think for me, like when Eddie died and they did a tribute. Like, when you see just how hard he was crying, somebody should have got him from help then. Yeah. Like, oh, like looking back on it, that was just – it was – that, that was that a whole, That whole section about Eddie, like, I, I stopped at a point because I was getting caught up in it. Like, because it brought me back to that day, like, back in 05. Because I'll never forget when I first got that news. Like, I had a, had a routine when I started watching wrestling on the regular again all week long. Before I even got on the bus to school, like at six in the morning, going on dot com, checking all the results and stuff like that before I leave. And the first thing I, I see that morning, number 13th is I see Eddie's face and the headline. And I'm just like, I'm puzzled. I got no reaction to it. Like, what the hell is this? Like, we're we being played. Yeah, it was, angles, it was supposed real. to take, yeah, it was supposed to take Raw and SmackDown that night. And, um, yeah. And so I, I know they was taping it, but it, it was for later on, like, in the week. And so I'm eager. So I go on the internet just, you know, looking to see, like, spoilers and shit. First thing I see, I was like, what the fuck? 
So it was a. It was, I was. I was still in elementary school. I was like in third grade, so I, I didn't. I, when I got when I, when I got to school, one of the girls told me that she was like, "Hey, Guerrero died." I'm like, "Man, get out of here! He ain't died." You know, I'm thinking like, you know, when they told me the Undertaker died or something like, whatever. Get out of here! And then like later on, as the day go, and you like looking, you like, oh man, yeah, man, that, I don't. I was watching the E Channel. I don't even remember. I was watching one of them stupid countdown shows they used to do, and it like flicked across the bottom. I'm like, what type of weird storyline are they doing? Yeah. I, mean, I just refuse to believe. I'm like, they gonna e news with storyline? Okay. It took me <laughs> going on the internet myself to find out. Yeah. That's yeah, not like the stuff they do e news with storyline, honestly. Totally. And it was just like they yeah, definitely do that shit now, though. That that whole week too, and it's like when you read up about it. You know, when, when Chavo talks about how, like, what, what what went down that morning, like, I had read that he was I the first person that about found that. Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Right. I read that he was the first person that found Eddie. I didn't know he died in his arms. That, I didn't know that either. That fucked me up completely. Yeah. Bro. I was like, like I just, oh, damn, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah. That was a, that was one of those moments when I'm watching this, like, you put, you put that on pause. Yeah, I did. I think I think I think I think I went in a group chat or I think I just text uh, TC or somebody and I was like, "Bro, I have chills watching this because it's just you you put yourself in that moment and it's just like Chavo." And I remember Ray telling the story that before they even took Eddie out, they let Ray go in there and see him too. You know, Ray went in there and see you know Eddie on the ground. He said a prayer and all that. So it was like, man. I really, yeah. when, when, when Chavo when I told his story, oh, go ahead, go ahead, bro. When I watched that part, they hit home for me because I just take care of my grandmother and she died like the same way. But when he talked about the gurgles and all that, it was like that part hit home. That's exactly before he was said, I knew that's what he was going to say. Because you think they're alive and then you start hearing that, you know, that's basically the end. It was the same situation. My grandmother died in my arms in the bathroom floor. So I got everything he was saying when he was talking about that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's 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 heavy. Um, that was just part one. Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Wait, I got more after this. Yeah, bro. It, it, and when when Chavo was telling the story about how like Chris called him up and it was like, "You guys ready?" and he just told him. He just let out just this wail of emotion. I was just like, "Damn, this dude is." Like he he died like he definitely died uh, with Eddie Guerrero, but it just yeah. like the the true Chris Benoit died with Eddie Guerrero. It's kind of it's kind of weird um, the infatuation he had with him. Um, I, don't, I don't understand what that's about, uh, but, but it's, honestly, it's crazy. he, he could have been he could have been messed up back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like you know I remember they were talking about Eddie. You know he would you know read scriptures the to the uh, wrestlers and stuff that the big personality, like, you know, he could have been like that same grace, that person that, you know, Chris Benoit latched on to like a, you know, like a, like, yeah. like a brother, you know what I mean? But he looked up to him and, you know, it's just, you know, he, he probably was already gone before Eddie was even gone. You know what I mean? Like his head was probably messed up to, to the peak. He probably looked at Eddie like a parent or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's something where it, it was just, I found that interesting too. Like, Yo, Eddie Guerrero, really? I think, I think yeah, it kind of went tw- both ways. Go ahead, go ahead. 
Oh, I saw a tweet where somebody had broke it down. They're like, well, everything you know about Chris, he was like very close guard and didn't really hang around many people. Eddie may have truly been like the only friend he ever had. He really considered like a true friend. Yeah. So for him to lose Eddie of all people was kind of like the beginning of the end. Yeah, it's like, I think it kind of went both ways a little bit because it's like for Chris, you know, Eddie was almost kind of like saving him because, you know, like you said, he might have already been messed up, but there was like a little opening there and Eddie was finding that. And then on the flip side, it's like Eddie, you know, they said he wanted to be a witness. So he kind of knew what was going on deep down spiritually with Chris. And he was trying to like save him from that, kind of just help him and, you know, protect him from what he saw might have been coming down the road. And so it's like for them to have that kind of connection, I think that's really where the 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 bond grew that was so tight. For them to have that and it to be separated and Ben Wall to just be just directionless at that point he had no no more connection and now he's just confused as to what to do and grief stricken now it's like okay well it's just a powder keg at this point yeah absolutely man man it's hard just even like really thinking about it you know what i'm saying but like i i don't i don't know man um yeah you know parts of me was just thinking of the thing where me personally, I wish it never would have happened at all. Second part, I wish Benoit would have just took himself and let his family deal with, you know, with the rest. Uh, because yeah, it's just man, I wish that kid could have got to live his life. You know, Nancy, she, you could tell she brought so much joy to people. Like looking at her sister, and that uh, you could tell her sister has been just, just really haven't been herself since that happened. You know, like. Well, I, this is my first time ever seeing Nancy's sister. I heard her on Talk is Jericho one time. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can tell, like, from the pictures with her sister to now, like, yes, everybody ages. But it was like she looks like two different people. And that – and honestly, that reminded me of myself after my mom passed away where it's like you turn into somebody different. So I think that's why this thing hit me so much because I know that feeling. I know that experience of, like, bro, your whole life changed. Like, everything is – out of whack, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. And that was just part one. I want to get into part two where they find them and then uh, you, you break it down, TC. Uh, part part two, um, well, kind of the end of part one, it tell, they tell a story about uh, Vince uh, gathering everybody on the roster uh, ringside and just letting them know what happened and uh, and I, I can only imagine what what the mood was like that night, the fact that you you had to basically cancel everything that you had planned. And I, I was so excited to hear. And that's actually, I found out about uh, Benoit, a kind of similar way I found about Eddie, like me being excited for a show coming up. Like I was excited to you know hear more about that Vince McMahon memorial, you know, the, the, who, <laughs> the who killed Vince storyline. Like that was so intriguing to me and uh so I, I went online to see like you know what's the rumors for the night gonna be like as soon as I go online it said Chris Benoit and his family found dead and like I'm thinking like it might have been some foul play from you know another party involved or maybe like a, a gas leak or something like you, you don't think about somebody you see on television and just murdering their family 
And so, uh, yeah, man, it was it was pretty. The second part was pretty just heavy. You got uh, interviews with uh, law enforcement who uh, who had to make the wellness call, the wellness check. Uh, had an interview with uh, Chris Nowinski. Uh, you remember Chris Nowinski from uh, the beginning of the ruthless aggression era? He was yeah. in a hardcore division, you know, the Harvard grad. Uh, who had to retire because of uh, a bunch of concussions. And he, he talked about how just about three, three to six months prior, uh, he talked, he talked to Chris Benoit um, in regards about concussions. And so. uh, And just to speak on concussions, I just looked up like, you know, wrestlers who passed away that actually had CTE and there's names like Boss Mahoney, Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. Uh, it has Mr. Fuji on here. Uh and Ashley. Ashley Massaro, yeah. Yeah, Ashley. who just recently who re- who recently passed away. These are wrestlers that had She has CTE? Yeah. Wow. And, oh, and what was God, really and, 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 and right. it's test. Test did too. Yeah, test test definitely. I, I wouldn't be oh, surprised yeah. if guys like Mike Awesome uh were found that yeah. have had it um yeah. as well. Uh but but one thing Chavo said that stuck out to me was like, look, we all got it. You know, we take headshots for a living for 20-something years. We all got it. But it's like Chavo's concern that, like, is is this my ending? Like, could, could this happen to me? And, you know, Lord willing, it doesn't. Um, but I, I can't imagine that it does. I, I'll, I'll be really concerned. You know, guys like – Daniel Bryan concerned me because um, he definitely has some traces of it, uh, you know. So yeah. I, I, that just to think about it concerns me because I, I can't imagine him doing that, and he's he's damn near like a, a Chris Benoit clone kind of. Yeah. Way, like as far as like you know his style of wrestling is, you know, a lot of headbutts, a lot of technical. Uh, his damn his fucking finisher is the cross face, like <laughs> right, right, right. So, but but the great to, thing, the the great thing the about um, yeah, the great, the headbutt and everything. The great yeah. thing about today is that they actually we actually know about the CTE. It's public, yeah, public it's awareness now, so you can kind of yeah, we can get we ahead can of monitor. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you know you know do your thing. Where it's like, how do we make sure this never happens again? Like, yes, it's kind of probably just the hardest thing ever to prevent them from having it, you know, but like, it's not like the old days where it's like, yo, uh, fight through it. You know what I mean? Just take the chair shot and just close, clench your face. Like looking at chair shots now, I'm looking at them completely, especially from back in the day. Like I, I think of rock and Shamrock on Monday night raw when Shamrock got on his knees and he was like, hit me, hit me. And rock pink. And you heard all of it. Rock and Mick Foley. Like, Rock and Mankind at the Royal yeah, Rumble. Yeah, I was about to man. say that. You know, I, yeah. Jeff that, Hardy gave Brock Lesnar a mean one on Raw in like 2002 that Brock yeah. had to no sell. I don't know how I could have did that. How? I remember man, that one. You know, you hear a lot about Brock said Brock don't. Brock has said he doesn't remember much from his first run in WWE because like everything's just foggy. Um, yeah, and plus they wrestle so much, bro. This is every yeah. night for almost three hundred days out the year. You know, like yeah. that that takes a toll on them. Um, I'm looking, I'm thinking about Cody Rhodes. You know, when he just got hit by Sean Spears in the back of his head. Uh, Jeff Hardy did the same thing to 
Ken Anderson. Like those are yeah, that, that, that Cody that Cody chair shot made zero sense to me. I was actually upset. It was like I I I feel like they they don't need to pander like that. Like this, that's not safe. We, that was unnecessary. You did not need to do that just for what for whatever reason. For a guy that doesn't even go on fucking television at all anyway. So like Yeah, he don't go now. Yeah. Like, what was the point? He thought, he thought when he left WWE it's gonna be like, okay, he gets the rejuvenated push. And he's a uh, featured person now. It's like now we don't really see that. But it's like, yeah. yo, every time they show the chair yeah, shot in this, yeah, yeah. Every we, time they show the chair tell, shot, we really gonna tell you off camera. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we, we gonna talk about that off camera. <laughs> I got you. Nah, but like every time they show the chair shot in this documentary, I started to cringe because it's like, damn, man, this, this stuff really like y'all just openly. I used to think it was like. You know, something that they would I used to do that shit to myself, on. like right. Like I, I thought that like there was like a they hold back a little bit, like just to ease it up. They like nah, you or they was gimmick, and you just take it. Yeah, right, right, right. Like it was like a lighter, a lighter share. Or you know like, who also got that shit, man? Chris Canning definitely yeah, had CTE after Undertaker committed a hate crime on television. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Undertaker that. legitimately committed a hate crime on television. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knew he was gay. And beat the shit out of that dude on television. <laughs> and didn't care that he did it either. Like, but what about oh, Shane man. McMahon? All them dives he done took and all the You're not even a performer like that. Like yeah. you the boss's son. You just doing this because you, you want to. I honestly thought that when he came back in 2016 that he was not gonna keep doing that crazy shit he did back in the day, like jumping off. It would it made no sense to be jumping off. Why'd you think that? The cell. <laughs> but but I mean, like, I mean, like now at this stage in your life, you know, your kids are getting older now, and you up there, you in he's what in his fifties. He wanted to why do that for his kids because they never seen him. I know, but it's like, <laughs> bro, why the hell would you do that? Right, it's it makes high, no they sense. made the cell higher than they did years past. Like I, I watched. Then just from like back in 05 with Triple H and Batista in the cell, and I see that cell and how they make it now. It's like a whole ten feet higher. Like why would you Man. jump off that? Yeah. Even even if the the table at the bottom is gimmick that you know you're gonna take less of a, a, a impact when you fall, but it's like, bro, <laughs> after all the stuff you already been through, king of the ring with angle, like, <laughs> it's, oh yeah, that, we dropped you on your we threw oh you my fell on your head. God. Exactly. Yeah, the, man. The uh, that thug. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say uh, one more thing, man. Um, I, I feel like WWE has taken a little bit more of accountability, uh, and they are taking a lot of this stuff seriously. Guys get concussions; they get immediately taken off television. Uh, Samoa Joe had a concussion uh, not too long ago; was off TV for about a month. Uh, EC3's been inactive for a while now. Um, and I think honestly, like with Benoit, they didn't really take it seriously until Daniel Bryan had to retire. Honestly, and that was a whole like eight years after the fact. Yep, that's, that's when they really, really when I watch Daniel Bryan matches. Like to this, anytime yep. he take a hit to the head, it still bothers me. Yeah, like, the, match really he Brock, the match he had against Brock Lesnar was like just uncalled for. Oh, me. when Bruh. Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa. War Games went off that cage. Bruh. I legit was like, 
Hold his did the same thing. <laughs> I was screaming in the house. Like EO did the moonsault off the cage when Cody did the moonsault off the cage. Like, oh my oh, goodness! Like, and their and their cage is like damn near the hell is the size. Yeah, right. And then like the match that they had, um, Cole and Champa had at Portland. Every time the man took a bump, I'm like, yo, this man just had neck surgery. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. And one more thing. Champa did uh, at the PC with Johnny Gargano a couple weeks back. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, hold on, y'all, y'all wilding. Like, but he protected them pretty good. Like, yeah, he did. The, yeah, you can yeah. see, like, they protect each other extremely well. Um, but one more thing I wanted to say, man, uh, to whatever wrestling promoters out there, if this kid – Ball is no. yeah. First, first off, it's on us. But uh, if, if David Benoit is really taking wrestling serious, please give him a shot. I mean, I understand he has to back the last name. Don't let him use his dad's name. He he has the face, like rather than the name, anything. He has a face. He's Chris Benoit's twin. Um, yeah. But give this kid a chance. Like, I understand what his pop his pops did. That has nothing to do with him. Give him a chance. And I'm gonna end it with that. Uh. I'm going to end with one more thing, man. Uh, I feel like if if the family wanted it, we can get Nancy in the Hall of Fame. Uh, she at least deserves it. She she's was a part of history um, in the wrestling industry. Uh, she don't, she don't, you don't even got to go in and mention her by her name, you know. She woman. can go in as a woman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, we're we going to know who, you know, we don't know who she is, but it, it is what it is. It's a, uh, it's tough. It's it's a tough uh, situation. Maybe it's something they can't do right now, but maybe 10, 15 years down the line, enough yeah. time has passed, she can kind of get honored uh, and get uh, properly eulogized uh, in the industry because uh, she had an unfortunate end. Um, got, got any last comments, guys? Oh, oh what was you gonna say, Malik? Shout out to the dark side of wrestling. I've watched Dark Side all, of the Ring. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm Dark Side of the Ring. Sorry. I've watched all these different type of documentaries of over the like yesterday, some today, and I'm like, yo, this is an amazing show. We need more stories. We need more like that because with, without showing too many highlights, this thing was so interesting. And yeah, I advise all wrestling fans to watch all of these. Thanks. Don't don't do it in the dark by yourself though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, honestly, one th- one thing definitely for me is like WWE got to stop the hypocrisy, man, because one thing that, that this really brought out to me when they talked about how they never reached out to David, they never reached out to Nancy's sister, it's like this is another case of they failed the performer. They didn't do right by them, but then they decide, they dictate how everyone else gets to view them. Like, for example, with China, right? Triple H did her dirty. And when she went to Vince about it, they fired her. And then they're going to say that for years, while Triple H was in, in getting um, into the backstage politics and stuff like that, all of a sudden, this China's never going to go in the Hall of Fame because she had a second career in porn. But yet, every year, WWE would handpick a diva to be on the cover of Playboy, and y'all would promote that on TV. It's hypocrisy. So it's like Damn, I never thought of it that way. Y'all can't right. So it's like y'all can't pick and choose. At the end of the day, if you either yeah. gonna do right by them, and if they don't pan out, something bad happens, 
then okay, you know what, you say, well, we're gonna distance ourselves from that. But if you don't do right by them, you don't have you don't have a leg to stand on by saying, oh, we're gonna blacklist the whole family just because of what one man did. You know what I'm saying? David and Nancy's sister were big for victims in this. Why did they have to be the ones that get the the shame because of what Chris did? Like that man lost his father, his yeah. brother, his stepmother. Yeah. Let's go ahead and end this off, TC. Yeah, we're running out of time, man. Guys, get your socials out real quick, real, real, real quick. Right, recap 24. <laughs> Damn, y'all said the same time. Uh, <laughs> at Recap 24. All right. Yeah. Trying to underscore B underscore famous Twitter. Yeah, man. LB. Instagram. TC.Fontaine. All right, we did all. We're going to do it again. Um, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, Young Kings Wrestling, we appreciate y'all. This is heavy. We're going to get real lighthearted. Uh, we'll be back, man. Uh, welcome back, man. We are uh, back here, uh, me and Malik. Uh, this is about to cover up some WrestleMania, man. Um, as we're recording this, uh, I believe WrestleMania is being recorded. Right now, uh, as we speak, at the Performance Center? Yes, uh, at the Performance Center uh, and other various locations. Um, getting to that a little bit here, but for, I want to run down, just for context purposes, I would like to run down uh, SmackDown and Raw. If that's okay. Cool with me. Uh, I mean, I barely watched any of it, but yeah. I'm just going to run it down. It's all good. Cool. Uh, so, not, I mean, not much happened on these shows. There's a lot of replays, but yeah. it is what it is. Um, we kick off SmackDown with the, with the host of WrestleMania, Rob Gronkowski. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. <clears throat> Three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, Rob Gronkowski. That's my squad. Um, best tight end in NFL history. Yes, uh, it's true. <laughs> uh, so Gronk comes out. He does a little dance. Uh, gets interrupted by Baron Corbin. Uh, who Baron Corbin? If you not, you know, if you're not privy to uh, his history, also played in the NFL, and uh, you know, was, has been able to make a really good career in the WWE as well. Uh, so maybe we can, you know, possibly see Gronk, you know, try to do a little something. I don't really trust Gronk taking bumps though because he had a little bit of an injury history on the field. But maybe you know, if he can train and be safe, you know, it should be all good. Uh, Elias came out interrupting him. Uh, so we get in uh, Elias and Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Uh, it was mandated by Gronk. Gronk is an authority figure now, uh, I guess. So I guess post-WrestleMania, you can do what you want. I mean, Alexa Bliss did it a couple years ago. She was making matches and, and whatnot. Uh, new day hosted WrestleMania and they just added the Hardy Boys to a title hey, match. Hey, hey. We've been gone for years. That's so, probably like, one of the best ads ever. WrestleMania hosts can <laughs> just make matches. Uh, apparently, they the GM for the night. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's kind of like the guest host on Monday Night Raw back yeah. in the day. They used to just make matches. It, it was kind of stupid back then. But uh, I, how do you feel about Gronk um, hosting WrestleMania? I really don't care. Like. I understand. I, I, I like Grunk because it's like obviously. Yeah, I like Grunk too. Just, um, yeah. 
I, I just don't, I, I want people to stop being like intentionally dense about why he's there. Like, you know yeah. why he's there. He, right. he's, he's a bigger name than everybody on that roster, probably except John Cena. And I don't even know if John Cena is a bigger name than Brock. Uh, you know, you're dealing with a, a world champion, Pro Bowl, All-Star Hall of Fame, NFL player. And then you're talking about professional wrestlers. Like, yeah. wrestling hasn't been peak popular in 20 years. So, well, I always tell people, it's like, with me, like, I, I've, I mean, I used to get so frustrated with WWE to the point where it's like, I would be one of those people that would be extremely mad. But, like, me just knowing the business, knowing a lot of stuff, it's not for – it's basically just to sell. It's like I've grown – Larry has been around since the very first WrestleMania. Like, Muhammad Ali was at the yeah. first WrestleMania. Liberace. Uh, Lawrence That's what I'm Taylor. saying. Like, they, they all – Lawrence like, Taylor wrestled in the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, like you know, those, those I, things are a little bit more. You know, I seen somebody somebody comment on our Instagram. They was like, they're embarrassed to be a fan because of Gronk. I was like, no. this this is what's embarrassing. Like but you don't even have to watch it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like with me, like when I see stuff that I feel is stupid, I just don't even watch it. I just watch. My I just wait for the next segment to be. You know, yeah. like some stuff I'll just be like. Like you remember, you remember Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley, and they was feuding a couple years back. Yeah, he brought out yeah. like a bunch of dudes in dresses. I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> but like, it was over. It was over, and it was over. Not like over in the way it was popular. Over, but like, yeah, I mean, done. It was over. Yeah, yeah. When that segment was done, like, yeah, it makes sense. Grok came out dancing, jumping around. Grok came Riley. out being himself. Got some TV time. You know, yeah, Mo- Mojo, like you know. You always talk about you want to see new stars. This is perfect for Mojo. Sense. Like, Mojo's been around on television over the past couple months. And so now he's with his his best friend. Yeah. You know, they get to work together. You know, let's give Gronk a chance. If, if Gronk wants to wrestle, you know, they're going to have him put in the work and train. He might could be good. I mean, look at everybody else who played football, who got to the WWE. They've made a career out of it. The Rock, uh, Goldberg, Baron Corbin, who we brought up recently. Uh, Roman Reigns. Play football as well. Big E played football for a very uh, awful uh, college football team, University of Iowa. Uh, but <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be interested if Gronk wants to do it. He's a lifelong wrestling fan. I think that's what matters the most. Like yeah, to have people who are passionate about it. I expect them to put in more work than somebody who would just be yeah. If, if if it worked, like I I seen like I remember Ronda Rousey first came in and I was like. Like she's gonna really be a wrestling, and I seen she but was. She was a lifelong really, fan. She was really training, and she came in and she did some she good put stuff. It, yeah, she put in the work, and she she had probably yeah. one of the best, you know, one year runs of anybody. Yeah, she she did she did pretty good. I mean, like I say, I honestly I could care less about all this. So, I mean, I just don't watch it. So, it is what it is. I hope I hope they have a good time with that. Absolutely. I don't want to uh, see Baron Corbin versus Elias though. Like I wish they would have made another match. But hey, like I said, you don't like it, don't watch it. And you get people on the card too. And Elias, I don't think he's had a match at WrestleMania. Um, so this is his first one. He's probably gonna win. Um, probably. You know, it's at Baron Corbin's expense. Baron Corbin is is he the company knows. man. You know, Baron Corbin puts you know guys over. He gets put over to help get other guys over. Who probably don't need like you don't need Roman Reigns to go over him, but I think somebody like Elias works. And the fact that it's 
it's filmed like it's not live so you can you can do some things with this whole entire card not even just this one match like yeah. you can do a bunch of you know fun stuff that you probably would I, I hope i hope they do television creative. like i hope it's just not just a match because if it is i don't think it's gonna be too interesting that's just me practically i've never Elias been like, the best like in I'm, yeah i've never been a big fan of Elias as is so I like his character but it's like when 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 the bell rings he's not really um and i don't think corbin is that guy that can get a lot out of him like corbin is good but you know he's better than elias in the ring like yeah. and uh I, I pay attention to a lot of just little nuances and like baron corbin is probably one of the most safest guys to work with in the ring yeah so, that, i mean that's also why he gets a lot of opportunities because they trust him so i think we Got to consider all these factors before we just go and get upset that somebody's getting pushed. Um, it is what it is. Uh, moving on, though, uh, on this episode, we got Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. Uh, I'm enjoying this team. Oh goodness, it's yes. inevitable that Drew Gulak is going to beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan at some point and turn on him. But it's all good. Well, I did see on, on Twitter Daniel Bryan kind of tweeting Chad, Chad Gable. Gable. Yeah. And I was like, please, pl- please, brother, please make this happen. Please. Let me please, like, yo, Vince, yo, please, CCC. Make, somebody make this happen, yo. Like, God, that I, like I told everybody that Shorty G's stuff was never gonna work. It didn't work. Nobody cared. Uh, this is perfect because you know all these guys have similar, you know, wrestling styles. Uh, yeah, I just think this will fit. So. And honestly, like give it. this group some time. Like, re- really give it some time. Give them the same wrestling, like, matching gear at least. But I think that's one of my f- most frustrating things with some of the tag teams of today is, like, we don't, they don't look like real tag teams. But, yeah, besides that, yeah. I mean, street Profits be having matching gear, though. They be fresh. That's what I'm saying. Like, Street Profits, they, like, they, they be having gear in our colors. They cool. But, like, what was it? Uh, who was it? I want to say Dolphin, like, Robert, Robert Rude. Like, yeah. Are they tag team? Like we don't yeah. know. Like can't tell. So yeah, they uh but they they Drew Gulak and Dan Bryan faced off against uh Cesaro and uh Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, aka the Artist Collective. Uh, I guess that that's their name with uh with Sami Zayn. Um Daniel Bryan beat Cesaro, uh even though Cesaro was not the legal man, or Daniel Bryan wasn't the legal man, can't remember. Um but Daniel Bryan uh, challenged Sami Zayn uh, to an Intercontinental title match at Mania. And then uh, if Drew Gulak can beat Shinsuke Nakamura this week on SmackDown, uh, they will have a match. So, uh, not sure uh, what the Intercontinental title is looking like at WrestleMania uh, because uh, you know, we don't know the results because it's getting taped right now. So, <laughs> can't really say for sure. So, we're just going to, you know, when we get to our predictions in a minute, we're going to just skip that match. Uh, but Daniel Bryan's probably going to win it if it goes down, which I wouldn't be uh, ashamed yeah. of at all. Uh, we get a page quarantining from Skype. Uh, just, you know, gets interrupted by Sasha and Bailey. Uh, Sasha and Bailey make fun of Paige for having to be retired. Uh, if you don't remember, uh, Sasha is the reason Paige had to retire. Uh, <laughs> So I thought that was a little fun dig. Uh, Paige also can make matches at WrestleMania uh, by way of Fox. I don't know. Fox gave her power to make matches at WrestleMania. I don't get it. But <laughs> but she said uh, Bailey's going to defend her championship in a six-pack uh, six pack challenge at WrestleMania. Her opponents, Lacey Evans, 
uh, Dana Brooke, who uh, who I believe has been taken out of that match because uh, I guess she was feeling under the weather. Uh-oh. That's the only time we ever um, see Dana Brooke. Naomi, this, this is the one that really like shocked me. They said Tamina was. Oh. We haven't seen Tamina but one time since last oh. year's WrestleMania. Oh. So she just come back and get a title match because there's not enough women available on the roster apparently. And uh, and you know, something just came, you know something just came to my mind. What <laughs> has any wrestlers caught this thing? Probably. I mean, but I like know. nobody publicly, right? Nah. I mean, as long as they healthy, man. That's interesting. As long as they they quarantining. Uh, but uh, Sasha Banks is also going to be in a match, and uh, Sasha and Bailey is like, damn, we gotta face each other. We're best friends, and Sasha looks yeah. upset. Bailey looks upset. Uh, Bailey goes back to the backstage area, and as soon as she does, Sasha's upset face just turns into this smirk, like, yeah, I'm on my way, bitch. I'm about to get this championship. So I cannot wait. If that's gonna happen, I need it to happen. I don't even care if it's in front of nobody. I just want Sasha to win something. Cause Sasha ain't <laughs> held a championship since 2015. Really, it's been that long? Yeah, 2016. I'm sorry. It was uh yeah 2016. It was it was her, uh, Rich Swan in the New Day, all had championships, and then oh, they yeah. all lost them in the same damn week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that was the last time Sasha held a, a world championship. That's crazy. Um. What else we got on this show, man? Uh, get some replays of uh, Bray Wyatt and John Cena at WrestleMania 30. That was a fun match. Uh, so we get Brody Lee uh, shows up on AEW, and then we also see him on Fox Bro, I seen a couple that days coming. later. I seen that coming a mile away. And then uh, what else we got on SmackDown? We had uh, for the Tag Team Championships, uh, Miz and Morrison uh, beat Heavy Machinery by disqualification. Because Dolph Ziggler antagonized Otis. It's Dolph. Dolph Ziggler uh, was on commentary and antagonized Otis, showing pictures of him and Mandy together on Instagram. And then Otis just beat the shit out of everybody with the chair. <laughs> and uh, and that's the end of it. Uh, there was also, before this, though, it was a segment uh, with Miz and Morrison and um, the dirt sheet. And it was really funny to me, just because, and I think it was only funny to me because I enjoyed watching the dirt sheet. Back in the day, when they used to come on WWE.com, like every new episode, like it'd be like six minutes long. It was hilarious. So, like the fact that they're doing it again kind of brings me back, and I, I'm not gonna take it for granted. So everything they do is funny to me. Uh, and also, uh, Roman Reigns and Goldberg was made official at WrestleMania, and they didn't do anything but just stare at each other, uh, stare at each other at the end of the show. I think this is the that's the perfect match for that not to be in front of a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, except for Goldberg's entrance, I think you need like you need a crowd for his entrance. It's just now, bro. Like how the way it is now, I thought I I I would thought the fans would have stole that match like they stole Reigns and Triple H. Reigns and Triple H. uh, I think they were they were kind of shitting on his match with Brock at WrestleMania 31 until Roman started kind of making a push and then Seth came out and then the crowd just really got into it. Um, yeah, but Roman and Triple H at WrestleMania 32 and I think uh, Roman and Undertaker, uh, oh, for some reason, they don't, people just don't 
like Roman. I don't hey, know. Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Mr. Junior Chronicles. Um, he is uh, the video I've been sending you. He is, I want to say, seventy-two years old, and he is the biggest Roman Roman, Roman <laughs> Reigns fan. And like, one day I really hope to get him on our show. Like, I'm trying to like, we got to try to set that up because I've never seen older black people argue about wrestling in like a in like a black type of manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 like they in a barbershop. Yeah, like, 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 like we was, what was it? Uh, who they argue about? Roman and Brock. And he's yeah. Like, and, and, and Brock whooped, whooped his ass. You know, Roman can't mess with Brock. And it's like, to us, how the way we talk about it with the K, like, we, 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 we know it's not what it is. And I'm sure they know it's, it's not completely real, but it's like, when, when they talk about it, it was like somebody talking about a boxing match or an MMA for a street fight. It was like, that warmed my heart to know that there's, you know, because I feel like I'm going to be that type of way when I'm old. Me too. Come on, I'm definitely about to be like, man, y'all know nothing about, yeah. y'all know nothing about John Cena. He has a whole reaction to, like, the entire match of Brock versus The Undertaker. And it's hilarious. At, at WrestleMania 30? Yes. And he called, I'm going to have to go find that one. He called Undertaker so many bitches during that match. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta go check that out, man. Uh moving on, man. We go let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh on Raw. Uh we start the show off with uh Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman doing a usual spill. Uh I actually think Paul Heyman's, you know, little thing is, is a little better in um in a setting where there's nobody in the crowd. because uh, you just kind of get drawn in a little bit more to what he's saying. And, yeah, uh, that that helped uh, with the with the promo later on in the show as well. I'm just gonna talk about that in a second. Um, they showed the uh, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena versus Seth Rollins at the 2015 Royal Rumble in full. Um, and I think, bro, if you haven't seen this match in a long time, man. Go back and watch it because I forgot how good this match was. I, I forgot remember. how good Seth Rollins was back then. Um, I forgot just how Jack Brock Lesnar looked because he was still kind of in the in the USADA testing mm-hmm. pool, so he was doing his, his MMA thing. So he just looked like a like a monster. It's one of John Cena's best matches as well. Man, go go back that and is, watch that if you ain't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a in like a couple years. And that's from the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, Royal Rumble 2015. Man, man. That was that's still one of my favorite matches from one like, of the best threats of all time. Yeah, bro, like. I, I, I remember that one vividly. Like top three. I was like, it's so good. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, top, top three. Top three triple threats after um, uh, Kurt Angle, The Rock, Undertaker at Vengeance 2002, and um, the triple threat at WrestleMania 20. Uh, both of those, I think, were up there. And then this one, probably number three. Uh, so man, go, yeah, go check that out. We ain't got nothing but time. Yeah. You know, we all stuck in the house. Uh, quarantine dreams. <laughs> Shout out to that man. Uh AJ Styles did another promo on the Undertaker, uh making fun of his, you know, his uh his mommy pants that he wears and you know about him and Michelle sitting in the jacuzzi on Instagram. <laughs> I'm surprised they brought that up. Uh it's gonna be they're gonna have a boneyard match, um, which is the most Vince McMahon thing. Cause you could have just said it was taking place at a damn cemetery. <laughs> you had to call it a boneyard match. Uh, it's 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 a it's a match taking place at a at a graveyard. Oh, well, it's not it's not live. So all right, cool. Yeah. So, 
So you can do you can get real like final deletion with it. They gotta they gotta use some nineties filters with that though. Like Oh yeah, just make it look like a like an old horror movie or something. Yeah, they gotta use some nineties. Yeah, so they gotta really, go yeah, find you, one of the old ass cameras. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> get really, really, really creative with this one. So I I'm very yeah. interested in seeing this match. Um we we get a one of I wanna say two or three matches on this show. Uh Andrade and Angel Garza uh taking on uh Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. This match was really good. I think it went like damn near 30 minutes. Um Andrade and Angel Garza will be facing the Street Profits at WrestleMania for the tag titles. Uh, because I guess Rey Mysterio is quarantining too, so he won't be at WrestleMania. So uh, <laughs> kind of nicks the uh you know the the fatal four-way that I think everybody wanted to see. Uh, Street Street Profits did commentary during the match. A uh, very good match. Go back and watch it if you haven't. Everybody looked good. Uh, Angel Garza and Andrade uh, win the match. Uh, and then the Street Profits faced off against uh, Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink from NXT. Shane uh, Thorne? Yeah, so Shane Thorne made his Raw oh, debut this Monday. We got Shane Thorne. Shout out to Shane Thorne. He's, yeah, big shout out to Shane again, Thorne. He's, he's very underrated. Uh, so hopefully uh, this is the start of something good with him. Yeah. Um. We show uh, R-Truth regaining back his 24-7 championship <laughs> uh, against funny. Riddick Moss. Uh, go back to football, Mr. Randy Moss. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was hilarious. Why we got a timer? No, I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know why. Never mind. Uh, I know why. Because I, I, you remember I joined in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oops. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, going forward, man. Uh, we lied. I'm sorry. Uh, Shayna Baszler did a did an interview in the ring in the dark with Charlie Caruso, and then Becky hit her in the back with a chair uh, repeatedly, uh, basically to show she ain't to be fucked with. Uh, Alistair <laughs> Black defeated uh, Leon Ruff from uh, NXT as well. Um, all he did was just sit down in the corner like Raven, and then stand up. And uh, Leon Ruff was like, come on. And then uh, just hit him with a black mask. Like, he looked kind of beastly. It was cool. Um, <laughs> Kevin Owens called out Seth Rollins. And then Seth Rollins cut probably the best promo he's ever cut in his whole career so far. Uh, and the, like I said, the empty arena added to that. And uh, go back and watch that promo. He, he was cutting some bars and he was spitting some truths. And then uh, they replay Oscar Charlotte Flair from WrestleMania 34. Uh, I still think Oscar shouldn't have lost that match. Right. I think they should have did a lot of things differently with Oscar going back to NXT. I think if she were to lose that match, um, she probably should have lost to Ember Moon at Takeover yeah. Brooklyn the year before. Where is Ember Moon? She's still hurt. Yeah, she tore her Achilles not too long ago, so she'll be out for a while. Uh, but it's like she's been out for like ever. I don't remember when it was. You know, torn Achilles take like a year yeah, or something to come back yeah. from. Um, and then Randy Orton uh, accepted Edge's uh, last man standing match challenge at WrestleMania. Hey. So that should be fun as they gonna well. Tear, they gonna tear up the performance center for real. Yeah, like you thought you thought Johnny Gargano and and Tommaso Ciampa tore up the performance center. They really gonna do it. So I can't wait. And I think. Uh, you know, it, it sucks that Edge's first match back at WrestleMania uh, is going to be in front of nobody. Not his first back, first match back at WrestleMania. His first match back in general. Yeah, it's just going to be in front of nobody. Uh, and That's that okay. sucks. But I mean, in I mean, this, in this, 
Yeah, but in this situation, like it's it's a personal thing, so it's just gonna be a fight. Yeah. So it don't even gotta be like that. And then he can have his, you know, match, you know, in front of a crowd, first match in front of a crowd later on this year. Uh, if we can don't get sound back too to bad. Things. It don't sound too it bad. It don't. It don't. I think they're trying to salvage the most of the of the situation that they can. Yeah. Um, stop getting mad at them because they don't mention coronavirus. I don't like I don't want to hear about the coronavirus when no, I'm watching my recipes. Exactly. Like the reason why I get off like social media for like two, three hours, mostly uh, like throughout my day, um, just to get away from it. Like if you're on your phone all day, people, please get off your phone because you're making yourself paranoid. You're making everybody else paranoid. It's a cycle. Um, working in media, I've learned how to weigh stuff. Like, you know, they could flip stuff around. We know it's real. Like we see that it's obvious it's, it's real. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah. But that don't mean you have to consume your life with it 24-7. Absolutely, man. Well said. Uh, hey, this is Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we're going to take a little quick break, and we'll be back here. We're going to go through our WrestleMania predictions. Yes, and, sir. Uh, talk about mania some more. You know, we quarantine so Ain't nothing, nothing much else to do. I ain't doing nothing. Hey, I ain't, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing work in, uh, in school work. I took a break, man. You know, so, hey. We'll be back here in a second. And we are back, man. WrestleMania 36 is taking place uh, on April 4th and 5th, man. Uh, WWE added a tagline, too big for one night, WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> WrestleMania has been too big for one night for the past, like, three, four years, though. <laughs> so, you just not realizing it. Yeah, so, you know, uh, maybe – Maybe they just go back to one night next year. I don't think it's feasible with everything they want to do. They have to do takeover and do the Hall of Fame and all that. So uh, it's probably going to be a one-time thing. But you never know. It's, it's going to be a year's time until we we really know for sure. Uh, man, the card looks stacked, though, like regardless of the the situation. Uh, you know, some random matches they added to the card on Monday. But, you know, you got to get people on the show. So uh, let's run through this card, man. We're gonna give our predictions and we're gonna see, you know, how we feel about it. Uh, yep. First off, man, for the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar uh, puts his title on the line versus a uh, Men's Royal Rumble winner, Drew McIntyre, uh, who will walk out of uh, the Performance Center. Oh, snap. Okay. My fault. This <laughs> is my fault. Uh, who who's gonna walk out of the performance center with the WWE championship? Is that starting off the the pay per view? Uh, I don't think so. It's just the first oh, match oh, order on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Uh, Drew, I mean it's it's time. Uh, I I I think it's time too, but I also think like, man, he he's been waiting forever for this moment. He he's with the was the chosen one. Um, I don't think nobody truly remembers that. Put it up. But he, he was a chosen one. Uh, they haven't shied away from uh, acknowledging his prior history. And I think if if you consider everything that Drew McIntyre has uh, done ever since he first uh, got released from WWE, uh, I think you want to you think you want to have his crowning moment where he can really celebrate it. Uh, so because of that, I, I'm expecting Brock to retain, uh, and then they. Mm-hmm. Give you know Drew the championship in a rematch whenever uh, we whenever we're allowed around. to start having live crowds congregate together. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I can see that. 
and, and especially depending on how like early on they go on. Also that too. So if yeah. if they if they go on at the top of the show, um, kind of you know guaranteed a similar situation last year where where Brock is not going to stick around if he's not main eventing. So if they want to you know do that again, maybe we'll see. Uh, for the NAC Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley puts her title on the line versus the Women's Royal Rumble winner, Charlie Flair. Uh, who you got in this one? Um, Honestly, I got Rhea winning it. I mean, Charlotte doesn't need it. I mean, are they, they going to take Charlotte back to NXT? Like, I don't, I don't see no purpose of Charlotte winning, honestly. I don't. But I said the same thing at uh, – I said the same thing when she faced Oscar before WrestleMania last year. Uh, I said the same thing when she beat Bailey for the championship also last year. I said the same thing when she beat Becky uh, and, and Carmella at SummerSlam a couple years ago. So I say this a lot about Charlotte. She doesn't need it. And whenever I say that, she doesn't need a win. She ends up winning anyway. And yeah. I'm, I'm kind of – like she didn't need to win the rumble. I people would anyway. if she won because like if does that mean she goes down to NXT like and goes back down there? Which I me personally I don't mind because I feel like you know the OG. But do they need her down there though? NXT? No, they don't need her down there. But like they I, they finally like they've been building up their women's division. I think they have enough depth to where they don't need a Charlie Flair down there. I think, I think, I think people would be pissed off about that too. If she was to go down there. Unless, unless she's just I don't think down there to even like that to go. Yeah, unless she beats Rhea Ripley and she goes down there to help put somebody else over, put Rhea Ripley over again. But or just Bianca Belair. Yeah, Bianca or Rhea Ripley or Candice LeRae, which I haven't yeah. seen her in a while. Um, I don't know, dude. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, so yeah. hopefully so, Rhea Ripley uh, gets her moment here because they've, yeah. they've been – They've been kind of shooting Rhea Ripley up to the moon since November. Yeah. So it's probably the next uh, the next step in that as well. You need to establish some some new stars. She's only 23. That's crazy. Um she's very young. Her her and her and Velveteen are young. So um absolutely dude. I woke up earlier this morning watching some Velveteen versus Darby Darby Allen. Did you did you see the uh WWE posted a video on their YouTube page a couple of days ago? And it was about young fans uh, and like like their current wrestlers when they were young fans appearing on TV, or not even young fans, just like before they joined. Oh yeah, the company, yeah they yeah. were just fans, and they, they had Velveteen Dream at an autograph signing when he was like, I don't know. Oh yeah, like I did see that. Thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> and he His got an autograph from John Morrison. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick. They, and they interviewed him on camera too about like yeah, That's John dope. Morrison signed his WrestleMania twenty seven DVD. That's dope. Yeah, that was fire. Yeah, uh, you know, they showed Johnny Gargano in the crowd at a Monday Night Raw in the 90s. He used to that, be a fat kid. That is a beautiful thing about the indies and, like, evolve. And I'm so happy that NXT let the wrestlers go and do, like, certain indie events because we get to see some some matches like that. I was like, wait. I looked at my my phone and I'm like, wait, Velveteen Dream versus Darby Allen. When was this? I think it probably was – it said takeover Brooklyn when I want to say Velveteen fought Johnny Gargano. Uh-huh. So it was around that time when they uh, back then, you know. So I, I think it was still, it was on Evolve too. 
I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of times where guys went down to evolve. Yeah. And I I'm really just interested in seeing that. Yeah. Um put on a pretty good match too, especially for a little cramped tight space they had, like a little F F FSW warehouse type space, but even though there's like in a bar somewhere where it looked like, but it was pretty good. I have to put that on my list, on my on my quarantine playlist, man. Yes, sir. For the Universal Championship, uh, Goldberg puts his title on the line versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman. Yeah. Yeah, we can move on. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch uh, versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky's been champion for a year. It somehow still doesn't seem stale. Nah, like that's that's a crazy part. Like if pe- people on the internet can say they tired of Becky, but like, it, it, and I think she does some things like on social media where I'm like, uh, you kind of trying too hard to 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 keep up the the gimmick. But like when she get on television in front of those crowds, is is completely different. Yeah. Um, even when even without a crowd, like her and Stone Cold a couple weeks ago it was just she just she just seemed like she belonged there. Like yeah. she's had in the last year. In the last year and a half, she's had segments with Edge, with Stone Cold, John Cena, The Rock, and every single time, she just seemed like she belongs with those names. Like, I think like when it's all said and done, Becky Lynch is going to be the biggest women's wrestler of all time if she isn't already. I want to say this: the Four Horsewomen, that is the best group of women in wrestling history and 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 the and the and the touch on what i just said as well uh as regards to the four horsewomen becky lynch is probably the biggest one out of all of them yeah and, and she came in and nobody the, expected that she was the yeah, fourth out of all of them yeah. at, at one time exactly uh, it, i just want i just want i just wanted to throw that out there because these four women has literally held the wwe's women division on their back like to the point where it matches up with the guys. Like, no disrespect to, you know, Lita, Trish, uh, all the other ladies that came before. But these women have put on matches that you can say is right up there with everybody else. It never felt like, you know, especially the NXT matches. Uh, I really want to see a fatal four-way with them, like, today. Like, yeah. I want somehow for them to make that happen. But – I just want to throw that out there. And then, like, when they get older and we have the new groups come in, put them all together as the four horsewomen. Like, you know, just the ride itself. And, yeah, let them tear up some more stuff. And uh, who's doing the matchup, man? I don't know what direction they should go um, in this one, honestly. It's really no bad winner in this one. Nah. Shayna is great. Shayna Baszler is Shayna Baszler on and off screen. Becky is great, so I don't know. I'm torn. I don't. I don't care who wins. This is just going to be a good match. I don't care. Uh, YK don't care. <laughs> I I don't care, but I think, uh, man, the the I, I guess we're going to see uh, on the go home episode of Raw this Monday. Yeah. Uh, see, you know how they did that. It would be a bad thing but, to have Shayna win. I mean, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it wouldn't be bad to have Shayna win, but also it's like, all right, Shayna wins. What are you? What are you gonna do? Like, who's gonna be able to beat her? So, um, and you gotta think of it too, right? Uh, Shayna's coming from the MMA world. Yeah, 
MMA world and WWE is like the WCW right now. So maybe Becky doing well. Brock Lesnar, he was WWE before that. So, so yeah. And they, and they did have Brock job a lot. Like when he first came back, like he lost to John Cena and then he ended up losing to Triple H. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so I, I just want to throw that little part out there. So uh, because of that, it's, it's actually why I'm expecting uh, Shayna to lose. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just about to say that I think like you can't really have her win because what's next? Like she's just going to run through everybody. Is like who who's going to be around for her to really – you know, yeah. hang with. Um, or they could feud and just probably trade it off a little for a while. Yeah, so I think I think right now Becky needs to win and assert herself. But I think you know I don't know they they kind of booked themselves into a corner with with how they portray Shayna over you know last month and a half. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's the one I'm not sure but about. One thing I can say is Shayna is. Crazy as it sounds, she's she's drawing people into wrestling. Some non-wrestling, like my boy Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, he hit me about the segment with her and Becky. When she bit Becky, he was like, bro, you see Raw. And mind you, this dude, he don't watch wrestling at all. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know where he's like, bro, did you watch Raw last, last week? I'm like, yeah. You're like, that was crazy when, when Shayna bit Becky. I'm like, wait, you was watching Raw? And then, like, you know, a couple other my homies told me about that segment. And I seen, like people sharing it on Facebook, like non-wrestling fans. So I'm like, they might have something there. So you never know. And Shana the Truth, and she got she got some fire theme music. Yes, she did. It was my choice on, on our bracket. Go check the last episode and uh, bow, bow. check our tournament, man, if you haven't heard that one. We quarantined it, so y'all ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, The Fiend, takes on John Cena. Um, this, this one I'm really intrigued with. Uh, especially with it being recorded, you can really get something going with this one and make it special. Uh, and John Cena uh, is going to lose. I think we all understand that because he lost. Uh, he didn't lose at WrestleMania 30 when he probably should have. Uh, I'm 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 intrigued in this one, but I think we all know uh, the Fiend is going going to go away with the win. Yeah, not bad. I don't think John Cena pretty much cared. If he no nah, John John Cena's I don't think John Cena mind point. putting people over yeah no for the past like five years like, I think John Cena's yeah. kind of been at that at that point where he doesn't aside aside from Rusev five years ago <laughs> but after that he you know he had the John Cena open challenge with the U.S. title and he was just you know having great matches with people on free television you know guys that probably wouldn't ever fought before uh, Sami Zayn you know just to name a few so. Uh, so I think, yeah, John Cena's at that point in his career. He doesn't need to win anymore, which I think is unfortunate because I want him to get that number 17. I, th- I think he will get it. If Goldberg could come back at the age of 50, what, 2, 53, John, John Cena has enough time to, to capture at least two, three more. Yeah. He he doing favors. He, he doing favors for real because, you know, yeah. back in the day he wasn't doing favors. So he, he trying to make up for that. <laughs> Uh, for for the women's uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, we have uh, Bailey putting her title on the line in a fatal five way. Uh, it was initially a six pack challenge, but Dana Brooke had got removed. Uh, versus uh, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Tamina, and Sasha Banks. <laughs> Tamina, uh, who, right, who, they who what's up with this one? They could have put Bianca Belair in front of Tamina. Nah, they might. 
a whole lot of things will win. Uh, honestly, between Bailey and Sasha, honestly, that's something I'm like. Honestly, give my girl her WrestleMania moment, dog. She didn't get it last year. She lost her championships with Bailey. I think Bailey got a WrestleMania moment over. Do, do she? Yeah, she do. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm at the check. I'm at to check the archives on that one. I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, give give my girl Sasha her moment, man. Let her let her win the championship and then let it seem let her let her win the championship by pinning somebody else in the match, not Bailey, and then let you know let that Ooh. carry itself on yeah, where it's yeah. like it writes itself at that point. Yeah, just, yeah. You just you just write itself at that point. Yeah, and Bailey trips out like, hey, you supposed to be my friend, yo. Yeah, and then once, like, but these, you know, like Batista did the Rey Mysterio. Yeah, supposed to be my friend. Yeah, and then you could have uh, you know, once you know, our next next big pay per view is going to be in Sasha's hometown in Boston at SummerSlam. So it Yo, writes itself. Check, Vince. It writes itself, man. Bruce, uh, Vince, whoever, Adam Pierce, whoever Paul. is involved. I don't think Paul Heyman involved with, with this is, is SmackDown. But anybody, anybody who who got a check in WWE. The Young Kings Wrestling, we are here. We give y'all, we give y'all blank, like just, just the easiest stories of we we writing stuff just simple. Just just thinking off this is off the top. This ain't nothing wrote down. This it's is just something simple. You can't you don't even gotta give us credit for it. Like, I mean you can, but I mean it's just Just give me just, the money. Yeah. <laughs> just, just slide just slide me, you know, slide me more than slide. the government about to slide me in a few weeks, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I would love, I would love to see Sasha, even though she ain't gonna win in front of nobody. Just give my girl a championship, man. It's been five years almost. Come on, yeah. come on now. Uh, Undertaker and AJ Styles in a boneyard match. Uh, I don't know the rules of the boneyard match, so they should probably clear that up. I don't, I don't think there uh, is no rules. Like, I mean, what is, is it? Just like they're just gonna fight in a in a cemetery, or like. Is is it kind of like a buried alive? Like that's all, that's really what I want to know. Is it a buried oh, okay. alive match, or if is you know how does how does it work? But uh, oh, they gonna be, be at Undertaker's uh, parents' gravesite. Hmm. I don't know. They they can do a lot with this. It writes man. itself, man. Look, look. <sighs> hey, I would actually like to see Bruce Prichard get involved in helping this, helping do this one, just because of his history with the Undertaker. Take it back to like. Uh, I, I think uh, he could really like he has he could have some ideas to really make this one pop and work for real. So, yeah, take uh, you back to the nineties with it. Like this is so attitude era vibe. This, this is so like uh what, what was what was that era after Hogan left? Like the new era or whatever yeah. it was called. Oh this Bailey reminds had, me of that. Bailey had her moment at WrestleMania 33. Who she faced? Natalia. Uh, it was it was Charlotte, Sasha, and say Nia Jax. I don't remember that. Yeah, I see Charlotte. It was for the Raw Women's title. Yeah. Uh, and and then that, that led to uh, the match yeah, we don't speak of a few months uh, later with Alexa Bliss. Right, Nia Jax was in there. Yeah, it was Charlotte, Nia Jax, um, Sasha Banks, and Becky, and uh, Bailey. The first few months of 2017 are kind of a blur to me because it's when I first moved here, and so I didn't really have reliable Wi-Fi. And like my phone connection was pretty poor, so like it was kind of hard to watch shows and pay per views at the time for a few months till I got better Wi Fi. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go rewatch a lot of early 2017 because I don't yeah. remember a whole lot of it. Uh, 
I still remember the best day. moment of this uh, WrestleMania. <clears throat> WrestleMania 33? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hardy's. Oh, I remember that one. I, 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 was, I was sitting here, so, like, so my connection with my with my 4G is not really that good. <laughs> but the WWE Network was working for WrestleMania, so I was like, that's kind of all that mattered to me. <laughs> like, right? That's God not wanting you to miss this moment. Yeah, it, I remember. It was, boys, I was like, what? It was funny because I was at my girlfriend's parents' house watching this, right? And um, I'm sitting on the couch. We're watching it. I seen I, – I remember they lost the titles – to the Young Bucks the night before in a ladder match to uh, at, at Ring of Honor. Uh-huh. And I knew all their contracts was up. And I remember, like, we, I was pissed off because I'm like, I know these dudes ain't just signed a contract with Ring of Honor knowing everybody wants them to go back to the WWE. Like, this can't be real. But then I found out that same day it wasn't a con- like a contract. It was basically match-to-match type of, you know, basis. So uh, as the, when a the new day came out, right, I put two and two together, and I'm like, well, if they're not adding eggs, because it looked like they were about to add themselves, and I'm like... I thought they were, too. I'm like, they would have... I thought they would just, just walk straight down there if they was going to add themselves, because, like, they, they took such a long pause. And I just started looking at my girlfriend. I go, no. <laughs> no way. No. I know it's not what I think it is. And when that music hit, bro, you ever seen a grown man trip out like a... Yeah, that was me. And this stage, hey man, I'm a I'm a trip out if uh if Undertaker, lo- uh doesn't doesn't lose to AJ Styles though, like yeah, I'm a trip out. Wait, if he doesn't lose, yeah, if he doesn't, if yeah, if he, he doesn't does? lose, if AJ Styles don't win, I'm I'm gonna be a little upset. Uh, like said, cause Undertaker no like I mean, Undertaker just beat AJ Styles at the Saudi Arabia, so like. Even though AJ Styles been talking his shit, like he need to, this this is gonna add another layer to AJ Styles' like depth of his character, because if he can knock off the Undertaker, he can do so much with that over the course of the year. Even with like a rematch with the Undertaker, um, you know, we're coming up on the Undertaker's thirtieth anniversary uh, of his debut at Survivor Series this year, so you you can drag something out until then. You know, AJ Styles don't need to lose this early again. Like he can, he can win and just you know talk his shit over, you know, the next few months. Let him get a let him get a run with the with the world title at some point, possibly. You yeah. Know. Well, he'll he'll how much more you can do has always been. Who you got winning? Up? I wouldn't be surprised if Undertaker win, but how the way you just put it, AJ Styles needs to win. Absolutely. AJ Styles needs to win after how the way you just put it right there. Give it to AJ. Man, uh moving on, dude. Uh Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Uh this this is some long term, you know, some real good long term booking. Um got Paul Heyman's fingerprints all over it. It just seems like the Paul Heyman thing. Uh they they've been feuding since the night after Survivor Series. And they haven't had a match together yet, and this is going to be their first match. Okay. So uh, I'm I don't know who is is going to win. I think with with Seth Rollins, uh, his promo he cut on Monday, where he just brought up how Seth, you know, Seth has all these moments at WrestleMania, you know, um, you know the moments at Mania with the Shield, Mania 29, and uh, WrestleMania 30, and then. Uh, 
WrestleMania 31, of course, the heist of the century, cashed in the money in the bank. Um, I don't. He was not at WrestleMania 32 because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. But uh, WrestleMania 33 fought Triple H, and then WrestleMania 34, uh, I think that was the uh, the was a Fatal Four Way or Triple Threat. I can't remember. I think it was a Triple Threat with the Miz and Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, yeah, like, it was. he has that, and then he beat Brock Lesnar last year. So Seth Rollins, I believe, is undefeated at WrestleMania. Well, he lost to Randy Orton um, at WrestleMania 31, but he won the world title at the end of the night. So I think Seth Rollins is, is like what, five and one at Mania, six and one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he 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 talked about all these moments he has, whereas Kevin Owens is the complete opposite. He only has one win at Mania, and he has like three losses. And you talked about Kevin Owens is just a, a failure at KO Mania. So uh I think I think Seth is going to uh I get that dub. Gonna get that L. Uh, I think this you Kevin think so? Owens. Yeah, I think Kevin Owens gotta get it. You know, you just like if you bring that up, you bring up how how good I am at Mania and then how bad he is at Mania. Yeah. You know, I think you kinda foreshadow it. At least in, you know. WWE terms, it seems like that's the type of thing they kind of do. Uh, you know, they real, you know, formulate, form, formulate. I, I can't remember how to say that damn word. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I do that. Because it'd it be words you know of, you just don't know how to say it because you never use them, but you know the context of the words and you know how to use them in a sentence, but you just don't know how to say it. It's one of the words. But uh, yeah, WWE has a similar formula how they do things. You know, especially prior to pay-per-views, like go-home shows, you have, like, the champion is standing tall at the end of you. Like, he going to lose on Sunday. And a lot of times he lose on Sunday. Yep. Chris Jericho got knocked out by Mickey Rourke at WrestleMania 25. I forgot about I remember that. that. <laughs> I'm watching WrestleMania 25. I think Malik's still watching WrestleMania 14. Jimmy Snooker. Yeah, Jim, Jimmy Snooker, Roddy we, Piper, and Rick, Ricky Steamboat. We got, we got to talk about that one day. We'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait to the documentary. We'll, yeah. we'll wait till after that. We can we can get into it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get into that later. Yeah, with, but uh, with, with Reek, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Who who you got on that? I don't. I don't know. Monday night miss the Monday night miss. Is that the group name or is that just Seth's name? I think that's just his name. Can they give the I don't think the name? I don't think the group is is a thing right now because I think uh, Razor got hurt again. Oh, I was just Aikman. Why is they getting hurt? <laughs> yeah, both of them like they get hurt. It, like every both of them weeks. get stop, hurt. Like somebody come back weights. and the other one get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, I gotta take better care of your body. Well, they should just make the other one a lackey. Honestly, like just make them the bodyguard of the group. Yeah, you don't need both of them. Like I think that's what they do. I, I, if I remember, somebody said Buddy Murphy had a match on main event, and uh, and Aikum was in his corner still. So yeah, and then apparently Buddy Murphy is gonna be uh, in Seth Rollins' corner at Mania. So, um, I don't know how long Razor is out for. So hopefully, not out for too long. Yeah. Um, Miz and Morrison are going to defend the SmackDown Tag Team Championships uh, against either the New Day or the Usos. Uh, they're going to announce that on Friday Night SmackDown. So, uh, I don't know what direction they're going to go in. Um, give, give Miz and Morrison a moment at Mania. Just had them win and retain their championships. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna I, I happen. Though. 
Cause I don't know. I just think the moments at Mania, this Mania is like, is like, uh, is it really a moment at this point, or is it just? It's still hey, a, it's still Mania. I don't know. Even though like this really sounds like a good show, I just don't think like that moment is gonna have that same feel as it would in front of a stadium. No, nah, I can't imagine Kofi Mania taking place at the performance center. Like, yeah, I can't imagine Brock ending the street at the performance center. <laughs> like, yeah. like certain things with that. Like, like, like that name. Those, those are major. Right, those right. are major, major moments, though. Like, yeah. this just a tag team championships. Like, it ain't really that major. It's it's kind of whatever. Yeah, you can give it to him. I'm ready for my guys Usos to. I, 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 I want to see a Usos in a Street Profits feud. I think that would be very hill Usos though. Yeah, of course. That would that that that'd be one for the for the culture for real. That'd be that'd be a good one. Speaking of the Street Profits, uh, they'll be putting their Raw Tag Team titles on the line versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, this this was really random when they announced it, and then apparently like Rey Mysterio is quarantined. And so he won't be able to be a part of the show. So uh just how to shuffle the deck around. So I feel him. Um it, it just it's just really random, but it, it you know, sir, you know, you can't really be petty towards the WWE when it comes to this situation. They they're making the most of it as much as they can, just just because, you know, you gotta gotta keep the wheels turning. Um but with that being said, I I, do, I cannot see Andrade and Angel Garza winning, uh, just because it's it is random, and Street Profits need to need to get that win. I I actually am more interested in uh, Andrade and Angel Garza feuding for the U.S. title down the line, because uh, yeah. Angel Garza was working the NXT circuit as a babyface, you know, uh, last month. I don't know if he still is, but I know this last month he was working as a babyface while he was on TV as a bad guy. Uh, and Andrade, I think, you know, and- Andrew Garza just seems like he would be a really huge, like he would be what they've been looking for uh, ever since Eddie Guerrero passed away. Which, yeah. You know, he can he can play either role. Eddie. Yeah, uh, shout out to Eddie, man. We miss Eddie. Uh, but, uh with that being said, I like to see Street Profits win for one for obvious reasons. Uh, they're black, and then two. <laughs> yes, sir. And two. Hey, we saw this over here. Sense. Yeah, this is like I, you know, what Issa Rae said. I root for everybody black. So if yeah. the new day, if the new day are facing the Miz Morrison, I want new day to win just because <laughs> I need Kofi to get. I need Kofi to get like a WrestleMania streak going. So let's get two years in a row, but I don't know who's gonna win, so I can't say. But right, uh, yeah, let's get Street Profits going. Uh, did you say yours? Did you say who you got in it? I don't think so. That's another. I would want to be. I want. I want Angel Garza and uh, Angel Garza and fucking. Why can't I think of his name right now? Andrade. Yeah, Andrade. Yeah. But I don't want to see the Street Profits lose. So, yeah. I'm not going to give my guys a moment, man. Even if it's in front of nobody, let them get a let them get a win at Mania. Let's right. say first Mania. Let them get They should win. have like a whole bunch of plastic cups in the seats. 
They should. They just have a whole bottle. This is like who? <laughs> do we got? A, do they got a, like a a, a a liquor? Do they got like a liquor sponsorship with somebody, or is it just Mountain Dew? It might be just Mountain Dew. They got they a cricket. They don't even got a beer sponsorship. They got cricket. I mean, NFL got a beer sponsorship. I'm sure. I'm sure cricket got a sponsorship with Hennessy somewhere. Yeah, let let them come out. With, <laughs> let them let them just come out with a bottle of Hennessy. Like, ain't nobody here. We turned up. <laughs> Uh, Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley, another random match. Uh, it could be really, really good, but I just say like, I don't, I don't really know. But I mean, are they still doing a kickoff show? Because they can just do it over there. There's no need for it. Right? <laughs> they don't need to kick nothing off. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it's, it's it has the potential to be a really good match. I just there's nothing drawing me into it. I don't care. It's just yeah. Alistair Black probably going to win, but I want Lashley to win because he, he ain't doing nothing in life right now. So, yeah. Who you got? I want Alistair Black. Hey, Black Mass. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so upset. Motherfucker is throwing me off. I hate when people text me during my show. Hey, you got to stay on airplane mode. Like, they just said the craziest stuff. My bad. <laughs> uh we got Elias and, and Baron Corbin. Uh <laughs> Elias Baron I think Elias probably gonna win. Yeah. But as, can, we, can we get Baron Corbin just taking like a, a shot with his hand with his hands up? Cause like I hate seeing these shots to the back with, with a guitar. Who did that? I think Jeff Jarrett did that. Jeff Jarrett. When he hit him in the back with a guitar, it was just so like Jeff Jerry used to do that all the time. Yeah, oh. I remember he used to just be hitting dude. I remember like an episode of WCW. I seen he just walking down the hallway, just like bam, crack somebody. For real, too. Who was that? Was it Buff Bagwell? Oh, remember? Boy, I ain't heard that name in a minute. I was watching the. Uh, I was. I was because I thought they was gonna do the the blood and guts on AEW. It was supposed to. It was actually supposed to be tonight. Um. But they postponed it. So I had a theory. If you remember uh War Games, um damn. Starcade ninety. I don't remember which one. I, I don't know if it was Starcade, but uh I I'm clearly I'm clearly not a WCW guy. Yeah, because so, I can't recall exactly. But I went in, you know, I I know a little bit of history and it was war games, it was uh, the horsemen versus uh the nwo and it was buff bagwell uh steve mcmichael i want to say it was was it scott hall i don't know it was versus the horsemen and um and kerr hennig was one of the horsemen he was one of the entrants but he had a he had a dislocated shoulder so it was just like he's not gonna be in a match he gets in the match and he just like rips his sling off and he just start beating the shit out of the horseman like as soon as he gets in the match. And I was like, I felt like that was what was going to be built up with uh with the elite and the inner circle. Cause you know, they like to take a lot of stuff from WCW. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I thought that was what was gonna happen with Hangman Page and he turns on the elite in that match. Yo, Similar Hank, to Kurt Hennig. Uh Hangman has has strangely seeming to get over 
Yeah, but uh, only reason I brought that up because Buff Bagwell was in that match and he was just really, really annoying. Like he was just like talking to the camera and laugh like, ha, we got him, ha ha ha, like a, like an old villain. But <laughs> he hates Jim Ross too. I wonder what that's he, about. He claims Jim Ross is the. We'll reason. go. Up. Let's go watch some old shoot interviews later. We go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> if, uh, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but also, let's 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 finish these predictions up. Finally, um, Edge and Randy Orton in the Last Man Standing match. Uh, that's yes. all that's so far. Uh, they'll probably have more matches announced later on, but right now. Oh wait, I forget. It's gonna be two nights. Card. Yeah, it's gonna be split up in two nights. Um, Edge and Edge and Randy Orton, I think, should main event one of them nights and just let them beat the shit out of each other. And uh, I, I think it's a should be a foregone conclusion. Edge is going to win just because you can't just have Edge lose something personal yeah. like this in the first match. His first match back, can't lose. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him losing either. Uh, whatever night, yeah, they should go on last. Uh, honestly, me personally, I would give him day night two on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. On a main event, you know, because like we said about, you know, the both or the championships where it's like, yeah, McIntyre might not win because he deserves a real, real moment. Uh, I honestly don't care about. Yeah, I think Becky might main event one of them nights. Yeah, let her main event the and first And Goldberg night. might main event the other night. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that, which is, which is my problem. But, but I think Edge, Edge and Randy Orton should Edge, at least get a good it's, spot. It, it, it's it, it's a to to me it's the bigger match. They had them open the first night. They had them you open should, the show. You should you should learn from previous other you know what was it? They had Stone Cold and Bret Hart. You know we had that uh, Rock and Hogan. Like I said before, like you know this should be the main event. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, this has been another edition of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, man. Uh, as always, Malik, let them know where they can find you at social media. Malik.LV Instagram. I'm posting a lot of my photography fi- pictures. Uh, re-edit it. Re-edit it because I'm, there's nothing to really take. I've been kind of thinking about going down to the strip since nobody here and taking some pictures down there. But I've been thinking about that, too, but just like yeah. – yeah, we should go, man. I ain't doing shit. We, we, we should go. We should go. <laughs> we, should, we should pick a day and like go. Just take some photos. I've been, I've been wanting. To there ain't nobody there, so like that's that's the best time. You know, what I mean, I've been really wanting to take some photos. Uh, yeah, and uh, YK Sports twenty three Instagram and Twitter. And as always, man, uh, you can find me TC Fontaine on uh, Instagram, YK Wrestling, uh, everywhere. Twitter, excuse me, Instagram, uh, Facebook, um. Really, the Facebook is just Instagram posts just shared to Facebook. <laughs> Ain't nothing much, but yeah. if that's your if that's your speed, if that's what you know. Go hey, ahead. if we uh, get a million likes on Facebook, we will for sure be on there every oh, day. Yeah. Facts, <laughs> facts. But uh, man, as always, man, you can subscribe to us, listen to us on uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. Man, any last any last words, Young Malik? Uh, Hey, man, get blessed money, not stress money. Hey, get blessed money, not stress money, man. Speak your peace. (laughs) As I always say. We out of here. Hey, go.
ต่อแล้วมาสุด